the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. So glad you're joining me. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. Again, people say, why are you wishing me a Merry Christmas? Because uh, I truly believe it's not a day. Matter of fact, yesterday we did a great show. If you haven't listened to it, go to likeitmattersradio.com. And it's called It's Not a Day. Now, over the last couple days, I've been telling people it's not a day. It's a spirit. It's an attitude. It's a, uh, it's a time. It's a dispensation. All these things. And this morning, I'm texting somebody. And it goes, uh, Merry Christmas. It's not a day. It's a way. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I've been talking about this for four days. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes the T-shirt slogan right there. Uh, it's not a day, it's a way. And then I said, Yahweh. But think about this. It's not a day, it's a way, it's a heart way. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Uh, today, I want to get to the heart of the issue. You know, just, uh, I don't know about you, but the America we live in today, this, quote, new America, Joe Biden's America, uh, is not an America I'm really interested in being part of. Uh, it, it is, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, a lot of weird stuff that's being brushed off as normal. Uh, and boy, if you don't know the sign of the end of the times, that's one of the big ones. And so today I want to get to the heart of the issue. You know, post-holiday feelings can be overwhelming. There's a lot of depression around the holidays, uh, specifically right after December 26th. Why? Because people believe it's a day. That's why. Because people believe Christmas is December 25th. That's why. And they have all their hope pinned on one day, on one moment. It is that incredible $100,000 wedding. Beautiful pictures, beautiful flowers, 300 people, seven-course meal. People got drunk till 2 in the morning and did things that people want to pretend didn't happen. And then two years later in the divorce, who gets the photo album? Get so focused on a day that we forget the way. And so because people are focused on the wrong thing, what a concept, right? There's huge depression after Christmas because of disappointments, letdowns. Maybe all the family was together. It was special. It was the best Christmas you ever had, and now everybody's gone. And you're back to the rat race, right? 
So post-holiday feelings can be overwhelming, depression, disappointment, continual discounting of feelings and opinions. They dig, seem to dig deeper at this time of year. And so today I want to go to the source. It's the heart. See, what we focus on comes from what we hold on to. The good book puts it this way, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so for today's hour of power, I'm going to play doctor, not that type, this type. And I'm going to posit to you that it's a heart issue. But first, you've got to be willing to accept the truth. You know, one day a man named Truth and a man named Lie stood by a river just outside of town. You see, they were twin brothers. They looked alike. And they were constantly competing with each other. And Lie always liked to believe that he was better than Truth. So one day Lie declared that he was a, a better swimmer than Truth. So Lie challenged Truth to a race, claiming he was a faster swimmer and that he could swim across the river faster than Truth. Truth accepted Lie's swimming challenge, and with that Lie proceeded to lay out the rules to the challenge. With that Lie stated that they both must remove all their clothes. They're going to do this naked. They can't have any impediments or any uh, help. So they'll do this buck naked. So what they'll do is they'll stand at the cliff, uh, remove all the clothes at the count of three, and they're going to dive into the freezing cold water, swim as fast as they can to the other side, and then back, and then redress. And whoever did that the quickest would be the winner. Truth agreed. So I said on the count of three that we'll go. So they both stood up there in their marked positions, ready to go, anticipating the count. And Lai counted to three. And Truth jumped in. But guess what? Lai did not. Because that was his nature. You see, Lai was not telling the truth. He was just toying with Truth. So as Truth swam across the river, Lai ran over. Quickly put on Truth's clothes. And left his own there and walked back into town dressed as truth. And once in town, Lie proudly paraded around town pretending to be that very truth. Well, when truth made it back to shore, what do you know? His clothes were gone. And he was left naked. But there was Lie's clothes right on the ground there. But, but uh, truth refused to, to put on Lie's clothes. It was then that Truth realized that he had been played by the big lie. And Truth was angry. And he wanted nothing to do with lie. However, refusing to dress himself as lie, Truth walked back to town bare naked. As the naked Truth entered the town, people stared and glared as, as naked Truth walked through town. People gossiped, talked. People disowned him, didn't want anything to do with him. Maybe him sent the FBI after him at 2 o'clock in the morning to raid his wife's underwear drawer. See, Truth uh, tried to explain what had happened, that he was, in fact, Truth. But nobody believed him because he looked weird. It was uncomfortable. He, he was naked. To, he was uncomfortable to look at. So people just mocked and shunned him. 
refusing to believe that he was really truth. And you know, the interesting thing is we find ourselves in the same quandary in today's new America, in today's new reality. You see, the people in town chose to believe Lie because he was dressed appropriately. See, Lie was much easier to look at. It didn't hurt so bad. And from that day on until this day, people have come to believe a well-dressed lie rather than believe a naked truth. And we got to go back to the one that we just celebrated his purported birthday, Jesus. That's what Christmas is, right? And it was Jesus who said, the truth will set you free. But it was Garfield who added the addendum, but first, it will make you miserable. And ladies and gentlemen, the truth is important because without truth, what do we got? Without your word, what do you got? And so today, we're going to talk about the heart of the issue because from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know, what, what does a good book say about the heart? What does anybody who's lived on this planet for 50 years who's got, been emotionally involved with tens of thousands of people? And had their hearts scarred and bruised and ripped out of their chest and stomped on and rubbed on. See, you can ban guns. You can ban stones. You can ban cars. You can ban sidewalks. You can ban pencils. You can ban visine. You can ban radiator fluid. You can ban hate. It's not going to change anything. See, you've got to deal with the source. And today, let's talk about that source. It is the human heart. Today, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. Today, we're going to talk about the power that we have. What are you holding on to that is keeping you from being the man or woman that you were created to be? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But first, got to go to the heart of the issue and take a look at that human heart. I'm Black. We'll be back after these messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
When should you start collecting your Social Security? How you answer this question will be the difference in the success or failure of your retirement. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike this week. They'll be sharing Social Security tips from the basics of the program to strategies to maximize your payments. Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike at 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570 or call them now at 855-231-6010. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am the black man, and thank you for joining us. You know, this is uh, our Christmas season, right? Christmas is a day technically on the schedule. If you hit your little uh, device and said, when is Christmas 2022, they will say December 25th. They'll say whatever date that was, Sunday, December 25th. But I suggest that Christmas is not a day. It is a spirit. It is an attitude. It is a mindset. It is a narrative. It is uh, so many things. And really what came to me today is that Christmas is not a day. It's a way. And then, of course, the next word that came out of my mouth from my heart was Yahweh, right? Uh, the, the Hebrew name for God, Yahweh. It's a heart way. Remember, God is love. And love is a byproduct of the heart. Uh, Love is not a feeling. Uh, Amorousness is lust, uh, desire, sensuality. Oh, those are absolutely feelings. But love is a verb, but it's driven by a feeling. A feeling. You know, and feelings are chemical responses, right? The body releases 63 known chemicals. Uh, And today I want to talk about this heart thing because I really believe it's a heart issue. You know, the holidays bring with them a lot of stuff. Um, But if you're going to be honest, it brings a lot of loneliness. It brings a lot of pain. It brings a lot of disappointment, discouragement, discounting. People realize how flawed their families are when they see other perfect families out there. Maybe that's just me. People didn't get what they wanted, which was 
peace on earth and goodwill toward men, right? Isn't that what we really all want deep down? Guess what? Nope, Biden's still president. And racism is still allowed in America as long as it's the right type and you can get your abortions whenever you want it. See, I believe all the big issues of the day are heart issues. Gun control. It's a heart issue. You can ban guns. It's not the guns that are killing people. It's the wickedness of the heart that's killing people. And, and so we got to deal with our heart. That's the source, our hearts. See, what we focus on comes from what we hold on to. Now just listen to that statement. What we focus on comes from what we hold on to. See, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. And there's always a why. Our God is omni, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, all-present, omniscient, all-knowing. But might I suggest he's omnipurposive as well. All purposes. There's more than one purpose for why God does things. I don't know if there's a numerical value that we can put on uh, what he, why he does something. I'm sure there's 10,000 different reasons. But listen to this statement. What we focus on comes from what we hold on to. The good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. Why? Because we move in the direction that we're looking, and we look in the direction that we're moving. Put that one on. We focus in the direction. See, our eyes and our feet are closely connected. We move in the direction of what we're looking at, and we look at the things that we're moving in the direction of. Don't, see, see how the two are tied together? See, we live in a world where the enemy is running supreme, the gods of Molech, the gods of Baal, uh, the gods of Asheroth, Ishtar. Uh, it's all present. Read, read Jonathan Kahn's book or listen to it. I listen to it. Highly recommend it. The return of the gods. We have resurrected the pagan gods. The, the god of the universe doesn't run America anymore. It's the god of this world does. And we put names of like Molech and Balaam. Molech's the worship of, of, you know, sacrificing your kids for convenience, for a blessing. Abortion, as long as you got to get your abortions, nothing else matters, right? Hey, new America, just get your abortions here. Nothing else matters, right? I mean, think about it. You got the removal of God from all public square, and we become our own God that's Baal. And then you got Ashtaroth, Ishtar. She's a sexual god, goddess, but she's very male, masculine, and feminine. She's transient. She can be both. What do you know? Look at the huge movement. So I highly recommend Jonathan Kahn's book. And, and whether you're a person of, of faith or not, it still tells you the reality of what's going on. Whether you believe in the, a god or not, you can't deny what's going on. And so we've got to deal with our hearts. Because, listen again, what we focus on comes from what we hold on to. See, remember, transactional analysis teaches us between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. Now, that was a quote by Dr. Viktor Frankl, but is validated, affirmed, uh, by Dr. Eric Burns' work with transactional analysis. In the, uh, what, 60s? I think 60s, he wrote the book, um, what is it? The Games People Play first half is about transactional analysis, the complex field of communication, uh, of uh, psychology, psychotherapy, whatever you want to call it. And he put it in layman's terms. The second half of the book is psychological games that everybody's playing, that everybody's keeping score, but nobody's winning anything. They're destroying relationships. I think there's like 140 of them. Uh, N-I-G-Y-S-O-B is my favorite. N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. Now I got you, son of a beach ball, right? 
and we all do it. It's a we're like volleyball. We're specialists in volleyball. We set someone up to slam them. Uh, we play it all the time. And so you got to understand how we work. This is why I bring science here. This is not an opinion show. Yeah, my opinion's intermingled with it. Like that's the reality of life. Everybody's opinions intermingled with their truth, right? It's their it's their world. But most of this is science. And so you got to understand, and this is not my opinion. People say, oh, my gosh, he, he calls himself a Christian, and then he's doing all this. Well, you know, just go to the good book. Just go to the good book. And by the way, I love the Bible. The Bible is one of my great resources, as you know. Uh, Chuck Missler has my favorite quote on the Bible. I mean, you can't get a better quote than this. It's, it's, it's mic drop. The Bible, he says, it is 66 books written by 40 authors, written between 1446 B.C. and 90 A.D. But now we discover that it is an integrated message system from outside our time and space domain. <laughs> that is so spot on. Uh, 66 books written by 40 authors, written between 1446 B.C. and 90 A.D., but it is an integrated message system from outside our time and space domain. You want to know uh, how wicked the human heart is. So I'll just tell you just what the Bible says. This is God who loves us. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Lord said to Samuel, he's picking the king, right? When Israel wanted a king, uh, they wanted someone who looked good. You know, well, let's get Saul. Let's go get Saul. Let's get someone big. Well, Saul fell on his face. So now they want not, God's going to appoint a king. And so the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. See, David was the smallest. He was the youngest. But when they were looking for the next king that God was picking, they went to all his older brothers and they were tall and good looking and all this. And, and, and Samuel's thinking, this is the one God, this one, this one looks good. And God says, nope. You're going to get a little kid, the shepherd boy that nobody even looks up to or respects. That's the one because I know David's heart. You're going to go. Uh, in Hebrews, we talk about it, uh, that the God was mad at the house of Israel. because, And he says, listen, I'm going to change things. I'm going to put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. Why? Because they became futile in their thinking. See, that's what the heart is. The heart is your primary focus. That's what you got to get. Whenever the Bible talks about the heart, it always talks about your center of focus. What do you think about the most? What do you crave? What do you desire? That's where Matthew says, so you also outwardly appear righteous to others. So on the outward, outside, you're doing all these righteous acts. You show up to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. You go on the mission trips. You're doing all this. But within you, are, uh, you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. He's talking about our focus of our heart. What do we crave so much? In Jeremiah, you know what God says about the heart? He says the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately sick. Who can understand it? Isaiah said this, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Don't you get it? It is the heart. I mean, think about this. We were just talking about the Bible, okay? So, just let you know, there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible, 929 in the Old Testament, 260 in the New Testament. Uh, there's something like 31,000 verses in the Bible. 
Uh, the Bible has like three quarters of a million words. I just want you to get this, how big the Bible is, okay? So with all that said, remember, it is 1,200 chapters almost. So in chapter three, God kicks us out of the garden. In chapter six, just three chapters later, God regrets making man and decides to destroy the world. In chapter 9, Noah and his seven members of his family that are left get off the ark to start all over again. Two chapters later, in Genesis 11, God disinherits all the nations and then calls out Abraham. And the rest of the book is all about bringing man and God back together. The rest of the book is all going back to the Edenic vision of God living in a garden with his his heavenly family and his fleshly family all living as family in unison. But I want you to get this. 11 chapters in a book with 1,200 chapters, God gave up on man three times, destroyed the earth, and disinherited them. If that doesn't tell you how bad the human heart is, so now, now that we know this, you got to accept the bad news before you can accept the good news. Now let me tell you what you can do about it. Because God gave you the power to control things. God gave you free will, free choice. We have the ability to control this machine called the brain. We have the ability to control how we process what we allow in there, what we hold on to. Because what we hold on to becomes what we focus on. And when we get squeezed by life, what do you think is going to come out of us? I'm Black. Today we're talking about the heart of the issue. And it is the heart. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Hi, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders, where we always say we aren't salesmen, just great roofers. Have you ever wondered what we do during the wintertime? We sure aren't replacing shingles in sub-zero weather, that's for sure. We do a variety of things to keep our guys busy. But one that you may be interested in is ice dam removal. We've invested in top quality equipment that is the most effective way to remove ice dams from your roof. We use a high temperature, low pressure steamer that safely and accurately cuts ice dams off your roof. Because it's low pressure, it does not damage the roof while cutting the ice. We even offer same and next day service depending on our current workload. We also provide roof snow shoveling services. Getting the snow off your roof will prevent an ice dam from growing. So if you want to prevent or fix an ice dam, give us a call today, 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. And when I say education, ladies and gentlemen, please don't hear any pomposity or uh, condescension there, as I used the two biggest words I could to explain myself. But I don't mean I'm smarter than you. I don't mean anything than that. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I promise you that. I know that. But what I like to do is share information and help you understand. But what I'm really my outcome is I want you to train yourself to think creatively, think critically, think constructively. We have a powerful brain. Remember, man is a three-part being. We have a body, uh, and there are rules to that body, just like there are rules to your automobile. There are rules to the switches that John is pushing on over there and the levers that make you hear me. You know, the show is emanating from Minneapolis, and I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you're somewhere else. See, John's got to know how the machine works that allows us to do all those connections. It's not me doing it. It's not you doing it. It's all that equipment that John is sitting behind, and he's learning how to do it and doing a pretty good job. i got a good producer. Thanks, John. So I want you to know that you got to know how to run a machine. you got the best tool in the world. In the hands of someone that doesn't know how to use it, it's useless. Right? I mean, look at all the instruments a surgeon uses. And I could give those to my operator of this, uh, my producer, John, and he's a great producer in radio. But I'm not going to hand him a scalpel and have him do surgery on me. But that's the same scalpel that a surgery could save my life with. But it's different hands. And so you've got to know how to run the machine. And so I teach you how to run the machine, you know, besides feeding it, watering it, and resting it. You've got to know more than that. But, see, the machine is run by the brain, the mind. And so the battle is in the mind. The Bible's replete with that. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Focus only, uh, I mean, guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. Uh, what's uh, Romans 12 too? Um, uh, to transform your thinking, to not conform to the thinking of this world. Metamorphosize your thinking. Think different, be different. That's what repent means. Change your mind, think differently, turn, do something different. And so you got to understand that the mind runs the body, but then you're not the body and you're not the brain. You are the spirit, and every single human being, whether they believe in God or not, they are an eternal creature. They will be somewhere for eternity, and there's only two destinations, with God or separate from God. Keep it simple, soldier. This is not a religious class. This is common sense. This is what I talk to my kids about. This is what I talk to people I care about. 
When did it go that life-saving conversations shouldn't happen? Stop that crap. But we'll talk about uh, drag queens to my five-year-old, and we'll talk about gender operations to a six-year-old, but we can't talk about the real issues of life to adults? Come on. See, this is where you got to start taking control. Put your big boy pants on. Pick your, pick, put your big girl pants on. Quit being bossed around and told how to think and told how to live. That's one of the reasons this radio show. You and I don't need to think alike. Please don't. And you don't need to believe everything I say is truth. It's not. But I do my best to base it in science. And I'm a logical man to do the logical connectors. And logically, most of what I can say, I can back up logically most. Notice I didn't say all. There's only one omniscient. That's not me. That's not you. That's God. All of us fall short. Some fall way short. I guess that's where opinion comes in, right? Because no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And so today we're talking about the issue of the day. And what's really going on, it's a heart issue. And we can control this. You know, logotherapy. You know, we talk about logotherapy all the time. It's derived from two words, logo and therapy, right? Uh, it's, it's meaning. That's what meaning is, logo. So what's the meaning of life? And therapy is, I don't know, treatment, right? Something like that, a way to fix something, right? But logotherapy, outside of etymologically what it is, is the pursuit of meaning for one's life. Highly recommend the book Man's Search for Meaning. It's, uh, man, you should read it at least once in your lifetime. And Dr. Frankel uncovered this concept of logotherapy and is based on the premise that the human person is motivated by will to meaning, an inner pull to find a meaning in life. You got to get this. Then it has three tenets. The three tenets of logotherapy are life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Uh, second tenet is our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in that life. And three, we have freedom to find meaning in what we do and what we experience, or at least in the stand we take when faced with a situation of unchangeable suffering. Do you see how this? these are all issues of the heart? The issue of guns is a heart issue. Guns don't kill people. It's the wickedness in people's hearts because they will do anything. Uh, you know, Stephen was the first martyr. He got stoned. No, he's not from California smoking some good stuff. He got killed with rocks. That's what they did in the old days. And then they used to, the Romans used to take lions to rip apart people. So I guess we should ban lions and we should ban rocks. Do you see what I'm saying? It's silly. Hurting people hurt people. It's a universal law. Hurting people hurt people. I got a call from Veronica, one of my students. Uh, she, her dad is uh, struggling. She reached out to me and said, Mr. Black, I need some help. My dad uh, uh, watched as his wife slowly died from cancer. And uh, since then, he's lost all will to live. He's depressed, suicidal. Um, he uh, really doesn't believe in God anymore. He, a lot of things. And she, she's been texting me, said, please, I'll pay you. I'll do whatever. I said, so I finally got a hold of her. We talked yesterday. And as she told me all the stuff, I, all I could do is step in her dad's shoes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what this guy's doing? He's, he's thinking his entire life's been a lie. He had a surface relationship with God. And so he assumed that that relationship was going to make sure that he didn't suffer. And that's not, that's not good theology. It's not true at all. Remember, Jesus Christ was crucified. Read uh, Isaiah 53. 
Jesus Christ was known as a man of sorrow, familiar with grief. He got the flesh ripped up his body. He was mocked. He was spit upon. He was ripped, ripped, stripped naked, hung on a cross with a crown of thorns nailed into his head with blood pouring out. Yeah. That's the God who suffered all that so that we didn't have to suffer when we stand before God. Because sin requires blood. And that's what Jesus died for. That's why we talk about the blood, Dave. Because it's Christ's blood who healed us. And so what happens, though, is we get wrapped up and we get lost in this emotion. And the devil plays our emotions. I believe the downfall of this country uh, will be scripted someday. I think it's happening right now. Is because of the, the spirit of, uh, of offense, the bait of Satan. Teaching people of color to play victim, that to hold on to every hurt that's ever happened to people like you over 100 years, over 200 years, over 300 years, 400, 500, and some of the rage and the hatred and the playing victim, and now you got multimillionaires who play games for a living, are called play, claiming victim status. It's issue of the heart. What do you think abortion is? Issue of the heart. Hey, I don't want a baby. I got convenience here. I'm planning on living good. I want to have good sex. I want to travel the world. I want to make a lot of money. Uh, man, I can't have a baby. It's going to hurt my style. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to make a name for myself. Man, I just met this guy. We just had a couple of nights of fun. I didn't want a child out of it. It's all issue of the heart. Why do you think they don't want you to listen to the heartbeat? Because then you'll feel bad and you might not get an abortion. Why do you think uh, you know, they want to make now lie and say the whole listening to the heartbeat's not real? Because they got to numb your heart. They don't want you to see that that's a life. They don't want you to know. Because if you think it's just a choice, then you don't have to feel bad. And the last thing anybody wants to do is feel bad. And so this young, this man is on the end of his life. He's never going to find another wife. He watched his wife die. So he's probably thinking, how could a God be loving? She suffered. She, that's bad theology. It's understandable why someone feels that way. It's not true. But it's understandable. And you can't say it's not true to somebody in that moment. Because they're just grieving. They're in pain. This guy's lost all hope. He has no reason to get out of bed. I said, you got to give your father hope again. He's got to have something to look forward to. See, that's what depression is. It's helpless and hopeless. There's no reason that my life sucks today and tomorrow will be no better. And as a leader, our job is to give people hope. This is why it's a heart issue. we got to stop holding on to hurts and pains. God tells us to forgive, to let it go. See, we have emotions. Emotions are part of being human. Don't push away your emotions. Don't go numb to your emotions. That's what people do. Or they let them destroy them. What we need is emotional intelligence. Emotions, the shortest verse in the English Bible is Jesus wept. The greatest man who ever walked this planet cried a lot. He was familiar with grief and pain. So what's an emotion? Because after the break, we're going to go through emotional intelligence. An emotion is an intense feeling. It's to give expression to his applying movement. And I want to tell you right now, emotions are inherently neither positive nor negative. They serve as the single most powerful source of human energy, authenticity, and drive, uh, offers a wellspring of intuitive wisdom. And I'm going to suggest emotions provide us with vital and profitable information every minute of the day. It's feedback from the heart, not the head, and it's what ignites creative genius. It keeps you honest with yourselves. You can't turn off those emotions because they shape trusting relationships. They provide an inner compass for your life and career. And it's not, it's not the opposite of conventional thinking. Contrary to conventional thinking, emotions are rarely intrusions into our lives. 
They're intelligent, sensitive, beneficial, even wise. They are the primary source of motivation, personal power, innovation, influence. I want you to know emotions are not always at odds with good judgment and reasoning. Rather, they inspire, they enliven good judgment and reasoning and are linked to success and profitability. Hear this, ladies and gentlemen. Everything important that happens to us arouses emotion. Emotions are the indispensable fuel that propels us to greatness. And life is an undulating line. It has highs and lows, peaks and valleys. And we start shutting off the pain and we no longer feel. And we start stop having expectations and we, and we no longer go high. So we don't go too high and don't go too low. It's called a flat line. And when people have a flat line, they have no reason to change. They have no reason to look up. They have nothing to look forward to. And as a leader, we are called to be hope peddlers. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to the heart of the issue. It's a heart issue. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. 
If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about the human heart. Uh, It is our power source. It is our stopper. It is our quarterback, the equivalent of the quarterback in the NFL. You realize how much a good football team pays to protect their quarterback? With those offensive linemen sometimes keeping a tight end back, maybe a receiver back, maybe a fullback back to block for that multi-million dollar star. Well, the human heart is equivocated to that analogously. Uh, it is the human heart. We protect at all costs. People in their second and third marriages think this is the one, but I found the one, and yet their hearts still aren't open. Now, they lie. They think they are. I trust them. I've been doing what I do for 30 years. Oh, no, I'm, I've given everything to my spouse. No, you haven't. Uh, and why can I say that? Because I've been doing what I do for 31 years. Uh, I've had uh, 15,000 people, plus or minus 1,000, I don't know, uh, go through my class. And there are human patterns, the same. We protect ourselves. Now, you might be giving more to your this current wife than anybody else. But trust me, we don't even open ourselves up to God all the way. And God knows everything about us. But yet people lie to themselves and think they do. Uh, and then why do you think my training is called, you know, feel, people feel born again. People feel like a marriage they've been in for 20 years, it's, it's a honeymoon again. Because you got to clean up your mind and clean up your heart. And it all starts with the heart. I think it was uh, Ruth the Graham said that a good marriage consists of two good forgivers. A good marriage and forgiveness is an issue of the heart. As a matter of fact, if you can think of one thing to look at God and put one word on him, boy, forgiveness would have to be in your top ten list, right? You know what, what I would think of? Long-suffering. See, both of those are issues of the heart. The willingness to be trod upon the willingness to be spit upon, the willingness to be persecuted by ones that you came to save and love and yet not hold that on their account. Wow. That's not a mental thing. That's a heart thing. That's not an issue of the mind. That's the issue of the heart. And yeah, the two feed each other. I get it. I don't know which comes first. I don't know what the circuitry is. If I pretend to say I do, I don't. But I know they feed each other somehow. And so one of the things I like to teach is emotional intelligence. A lot of people think emotions are bad. That's not right at all. And so emotional intelligence, Dan Goldman is one of the pioneers. I really like Dan Goldman's work. I found an article he'd written years ago. And he talked about back in 1985 that he started working with something called social and emotional learning, or SEL, social and emotional learning. Back in 1985, I was able to find only a handful of such programs. And I'm just scanning through this article. And he said, in 1995, I outlined the preliminary evidence suggesting that SEL was the active ingredient in programs that enhance children's learning while preventing problems such as violence. Now the case can be made scientifically, helping children improve their self-awareness and confidence, manage their disturbing emotions and impulses, and increase their empathy pays off not just improving behavior, 
but immeasurable academic success. Remember, we have this dysphoria thing going, gender dysphoria. Dysphoria comes from the ancient Greek word grievous, bad, difficult, to bear. It is a profound state of unease or dissatisfaction. It is the opposite of euphoria. It is a psychiatric, con- in a psychiatric context, dysphoria may accompany depression, anxiety, or agitation. We called it, for my 50 years on this planet, teens, teenage years, awkward, right? Buck teeth, braces, freckles, uh, chemicals that come in that cause you to grow hair and all of a sudden your your breast starts uh, forming and all that stuff. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Women get visited by their monthly friend after that in that time frame, you know? It's awkward. That's what SEL was all about. There's big news contained in a recently completed meta-analysis of 668 evaluation studies of SEL programs for children from preschoolers through high school. The massive survey was conducted by Roger Weisberg, who directs the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning at the University of Illinois at Chicago. The organization has led the way in bringing SEL into schools statewide. Incredible. And what it does, SEL programs made schools safer. Incidents of behavior dropped by an average of 28%, suspensions by 44%, and other disciplinary actions by 27%. At the same time, attendance rates rose, while 63% of students demonstrated significantly more positive behavior. In the world of social science research, these remarkable results for any program promoting behavioral change, SEL has delivered on its promise. So what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is is the ability to sense, understand, and effectively apply the power and acumen of emotions as a source of human energy, information, connection, and influence. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's not enough to have feelings. Emotional intelligence requires that we learn to acknowledge and value these feelings in ourselves and others and that we appropriately respond to them. Effectively applying the information and, our, and the energy, because there's a lot of energy that comes from it in our daily life and work. I love this quote. Emotional intelligence emerges not from the musings of rarefied intellect, but from the workings of the human heart. It is emotional intelligence that motivates us to pursue our unique potential and purpose and activates our innermost values and aspirations, transforming them from things we think about to what we live. And a great book by uh, Peter Sege decades ago. Um, he was the director of organizational learning at MIT. But I got this quote from, it's called The Fifth Discipline. Great book, Fifth Discipline. And it says this, people with high levels of personal mastery cannot afford to choose between reason and intuition or the head and the heart any more than they would choose to walk on one leg or see with one eye. And that's what takes us in the study of epigenetics. Look up epigenetics, EPI genetics. And Dr. Caroline Lee wrote a great book, Who Switched Off My Brain? It supports uh, Dr. Frankel's work in logotherapy, uh, Dr. Eric Burns' work in transactional analysis. It all goes hand in hand. Uh, and it says between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. That's what they're talking about. Don't you get emotional intelligence? It's the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time in the right fashion done the right way. So research shows, this is what Dr. Caroline Leaf says, research shows that 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 
13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, also known as lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, stroke, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, allergies, just to name a few. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a clarion call. As I deal with successful people around the world, I'm amazed at how we all struggle similarly. We live in a world that is living in their head. You're being fed a narrative. You're being told what to think. This is why I went back to education. I use Einstein's definition of education, the, the training of the mind to think. We're a world in deep thought, meeting and discussing and thinking, but what is it worth thinking? Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. Remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. It's self-talk. And large parts of depression can be traced back to the way we talk to ourselves. you got to get this. Our thoughts, self-talk, is driven by our beliefs and wrapped up in our emotions. It is the narrative that feeds those emotions. It is a simple, identifiable pattern if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. This is why you got to be careful. We live in a world that's marching down the street. No justice, no peace. I'm going to tell you right now. There is no justice on this side of eternity. We're flawed. And you can't have peace on this planet until you have peace with God. You can't have peace from God because right now, apart from the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you're at war with the creator of the universe. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, that no one comes to the Father except for the Son. You must put on the the robe of Christ, the shed blood. And that's where you get your peace from. But outside of that, if you don't want that, you got to take control of what's going on in your head. you got to decide what are you going to hold on to. The world is telling you to hold on to every grievance, keep your record wrong, keep your pound of flesh, look at all the pain in your life and blame someone else if you're a non-white person. And what you got to do, now they're taking back 500 years, let me make up a fake history of 1619 and give you some more hatred, some more bitterness, some more reason to burn down cities and attack people and, and fight this and fight that. Or you can let it go, people. Let go and let God. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. It's time to let this go. I'm telling you right now, this is a word from God. You're going through this life too heavy. You're holding on to stuff I never meant you to hold on to. Let it go. Live the life you were meant to live. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, When you live your life like it matters, it does. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. 
Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.